With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Bantering the Blue Shirts Q&A off the post, where we, being me and Michael, answer you, being you, the listener, whose ear I'm in right now, we answer your questions. Am I in the other ear? Uh, I feel like we're both in one ear now, or both both ears ears at the same time. Some people listen, maybe, with only one ear. I do I don't that know. sometimes. I do that when I'm on the train so I can hear uh, the stops. Oh, see, that's a mistake. You gotta you gotta go full headphones in. This way nobody talks to you at all. Like when you're on the street and those people come up to you to try to get you to sign their petition for whatever it is. You just you double you double up on that one. Yeah. Never make eye contact. Never make eye contact, never do any of that stuff. You just you live it that way. Uh, Michael, this Saturday we saw a bunch of people. Uh, this past Saturday, you all have listened to the episode, I hope. It is the live episode that was on our RSS feed. Michael, I want you to talk to me about it. Tell me how it was. Oh, it was fun, Joe. Uh, we were able to go and celebrate the 200th episode of Blue Shirts Breakaway with our good buddies Ryan and Gregory. And uh, it was also our 157th episode. Uh, you and I... Which isn't and, true, by the way. With the Q&As, we got to be above 200 at this point. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, but, you know, we just only really number the, uh, the flagship. Not to mention, you know, a bunch of bonus pods along the way. But, uh, yeah, it was, it was a good time. We had a good turnout, and thank you to everyone who came out. Got to meet a lot of fun folks. Uh, to, like, Bob Kawa was, like, someone who was like, oh, man... If Bob Kawa and I grew up next to each other, he would be my best friend. He's just a charming son of a bitch. I feel like we say that about a lot of the people that listen to this podcast. Yeah, it's true of uh, pretty much everyone we met there. It was pretty nice. There was a couple of people who had a, like a, that hairy eyeball. Didn't like him. A hairy him. eyeball? Yeah, just you can't trust him. They look shifty. I, they like actually corn. had hair on their eyeball? First of all, shouts out to the Gin Mill. The Gin Mill, <laughs> perfect little venue there for us. Uh, shouts out to everybody who came. It was awesome. These events are super fun we told you last year when we were doing the forum that we were going to do this again and uh, we did it again and we had a good time ryan and greg good people blue shirts breakaway good podcast just uh good things all around and uh we had a great time so thank you for everyone i just i need to make go ahead michael you seem like you have to say something well i'm surprised the hairy eyeballs when you give someone like a shitty look you've never heard that before it's normally like the the stink eye is the sicilian move well, yeah, yeah, it's just the hairy eyeball is what I grew up with. 
that's bizarre um anyway I, I want you all to know and appreciate how hard it is for me as a 30 year old father to do anything and i abandoned the two children with my wife including an eight week old and came down to see all of you so thank you i just want you to know that's how important it was but it was and a great we, event it was a great time we, lost we already we, we did lose a beer pong we already talked about doing something like this again so make sure you're there the next time that it happens and uh, thank you again for everybody for showing up. And shouts yeah, out to Bob and definitely give a listen to Blue Shirts Breakaway. Uh, like some people might think we're competitive with those guys, it's not really the case. We're buddies. no, we're not. There's Although we enough. did give out stickers. Yeah, we did give out stickers, and they did they did not give out stickers. Uh, so that should be the first. Greg gave out insults to Greg. Greg we burned every bridge that we possibly had. If you notice, made. I stayed far away from the. Uh, it doesn't matter. Bridge. You're associated with it. You I are mean, gasoline and smoke and cinders got on everyone. Like the, we all the, got burned. The, by, all by the bridges were burned. It's incredible how much yeah. how much the troll that lived under the bridge, all the billy goats, every every bridge related thing was burned that day. Yeah, we just we burned away. Um, all right, quick hits before we get into the Q and A. Obviously, the yeah, a little the, bit of news. Well, a little, little bit of big news. Um, the NHLPA elected not to open up the collective bargaining agreement. They extended it. This was a an out clause that both the NHL and the NHLPA had an opportunity to take. Yep. They did not. So we are going to have guaranteed labor peace through twenty twenty two. Um, the two sides have been negotiating on an extension. They've been negotiating some amendments. The NHL has apparently made some big concessions already, if Bob McKenzie can be believed. And um, the two sides are negotiating in good faith. And the NHL swore that it would negotiate in good faith with the NHLPA if they extended the uh, CBA, which they did. So that's great. Um, The the deadline was, because we're recording on Monday, the deadline was today. Today, correct. It was 9-16 was the deadline. We knew we were getting an answer, and this was... The answer that everyone wants to hear, because this just means there's no imminent lockout. You know, we have a couple more years of labor peace, a couple more years of just enjoying things, which is great specifically for Rangers fans, Joe, because we don't have to have a little interruption in this fun young team. Uh, We wouldn't want to have to, like, can you imagine how much it would suck to have this team develop the way it's going to develop but then to just miss one of those years? Mm, That would be awful. Lose a year of Kako? Yeah, just... It would be so bad. Get out of your goddamn mind. Um, anywho, anywho, in Rangers news, uh, seven cuts announced today. That's right. Really the only two that you should care about or that were surprising in any way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tyronning, which, I mean, look, we've... I'm not we really sure... recently, actually. Yeah, I'm not really sure what else to say about him, aside from the fact that, like... You, you got to lower your expectations. I know he had the 61 goals in the WHL, and it was great. But You want you gotta, him to become an AHL scorer. Yeah, you want him to become an AHL 20-goal scorer, and then we can work on him becoming a Ryan Callahan type in the NHL. Uh, and Ryan Gropp, who, like, right. again, this is a, that is a legitimate blow. If you had any NHL aspirations for Ryan Gropp, they have to be over and done with at this point. There is absolutely nothing that... I mean, that was just a horrific draft pick. Taken, He was taken for the wrong reasons because of his size. The Rangers passed up on legitimate talent to go after him. Does this sound familiar? Um, yeah, not a great situation at all. So, uh, yeah, yeah, Ryan Gropp. The fact that there's 27 forwards still in camp. Look at the names that are still here. I mean, yeah. it's not like the Rangers, it's not like they're getting to the point where 
to not even make it past the like you don't even get a preseason game that is all you need to know about what the rangers yeah. think about ryan grop i mean to to you know the guys who are still here include you know connor brickley phil DiGiuseppe, jake elmer uh steven fogarty michael haley who's obviously you know he's on the the tryout nick jones you know dawson Dahl. And you know Danny O'Regan, just Greg McKegg, yeah, Patrick not good. Newell, like it's a bad look. It's like, and to some extent, maybe maybe Grop got cut because he's stepping into a larger leadership role with Hartford. But I don't think that's the case. I think this is just a, a just frankly, just they're guys that deserve a longer look than him, and the team kind of knows where he is. Like the thing to keep in mind with Grop, Joe, is he spent eight games in the ECHL last season. He had eight points in eight games there, but it's this is a guy who stuck around um, in junior for a while. He's only been in the AHL for a couple of years now, and he just hasn't made that that step that we all wanted him to see. Like everyone knows, he's got a great shot, but it's the other stuff—the stuff that makes you a, a you know an elite level hockey. Yeah, player. I mean, twenty-three years old today. Which is not that old, but for somebody who's seen exactly zero NHL games and spent eight games in the AHL last year, that is not a good look. No, it's not a good look. And the thing is, he's 23, yeah, exactly turned 23 today. Today. Today was his birthday. Happy birthday, Mr. Gropp. And, you know, 41st overall in the 2015 draft. And like you said, you know, as a guy who scored some goals, uh at the you know the whl level and yeah uh not not the guy the rangers were counting on him to become yet i think last year is checking now last year 26 points 11 goals and 61 games with the wolf pack so i mean everyone on the wolf pack kind of sucked in terms of production which also brings us to another kind of noteworthy guy uh who got cut today was Vili meskinen um who it seems like you know maybe a year and a half ago now we were talking about Meskinen is like, oh, yeah, it's good. You know, they signed a, a guy out of Liga, you know, a free agent, a young guy to supplement the prospect core. And Meskinen really struggled to produce after uh, you know, the Rangers made some trades out of Hartford. And he to see him get sent down is also not encouraging, which probably puts, you know, throws a bucket of water on any hopes he has of really becoming an NHL player. But that is what it is. And the two prospects, Joe, that are back in the OHL was Nico Gross and Hunter Skinner. Which, again, no surprise whatsoever. No surprise whatsoever. Nico Gross was a fourth-round pick who, uh, where the Rangers took him, I think was a bit of a reach, actually. And uh, Hunter Skinner, I thought, had a, I would say, a bad Traverse City, um, in so much as you can have a bad I mean, Traverse he was just a, he was a bad pick, period. So Yeah, he, he made a lot of interesting decisions when like you know not playing the pass trying to play the shot when he was the lone defenseman back on two on ones and things like that like these little like going for hits missing the hit and then all of a sudden it's a breakaway the other going the other way just these little mistakes that maybe he was trying to make you know trying to make an impression and he kind of became his own worst enemy as a result of that but um yeah like you said he wasn't necessarily the most popular pick where he was taken in the draft Speaking of not the most popular pick, let's get into the questions, Michael. Questions. Alex Khalifa, is Buchnevich solidifying his spot as the class clown? 
He is a silly goose. I've he he that. has been a silly goose, and I think from the limited stuff that I've seen so far from training camp, he's definitely opening up a little bit with Panarin. I think for a guy who like was uncomfortable because of the language barrier, for a guy who showed as much frustration as he did, you know, missing shots, like throwing his head to the rafters when he didn't score, to have him loosen up a bit is awesome. I feel like that's a great thing to see develop with with Booch. Like I'm all for it. I, I very much like that he's loosening up and, and having some fun because He needs I, to be fun. He needs to be loose. Yeah. We need to see him be loose. Do you think we'd see this under Elaine Vigneault? No, a million percent no. He didn't know what he was under Vigneault. He was a beautiful little caterpillar. He was a beautiful, yeah. I, listen, he just had this to become is become an even more beautiful butterfly. Hmm, Michael, such a poet. Right now, burning bridges a, left and right, but a poet a otherwise. Um, Panarin twenty twenty. Hey, John, Mike, with the D'Angelo contract stalemate reaching critical mass, do you think there is a chance the Rangers will move him before the season starts? If so, what will the return be? Um, we, we talked, talked about, about this on the live show. show. Yeah. You likely listened to this on the live show. I'll give you the quick synopsis, which is. Um, if the Rangers were going to move D'Angelo, it would have to be a player-for-player player change of scenery deal, like the Honka wants out of Dallas. So um, that would be something that I could see where both, like, they're, they're in a stalemate. D'Angelo and the Rangers are in a stalemate. Um, to the point that I made on the show uh, at the Gin Mill, D'Angelo is worth more than Lemieux, and he knows it, so he's right to be sitting. The Rangers are right to think that they don't have to give Lemieux that much money because this is his last shot at the NHL and he's got baggage. So the only way you're going to see him get traded is if it's a player for player type of move. Otherwise, I he's they're going to D'Angelo has to play. I mean, period, end of story. D'Angelo, it's not like Mitch Marner or um, Nylander where even if you do hold out until the December, it doesn't matter because you know your NHL resume is good enough where you know you're going to get looks even if it's from another team but D'Angelo's not in that position if another NHL team wanted him and I wrote about this it might go up tomorrow I'm not sure um, and by tomorrow I mean Tuesday because you're not listening to this on Monday uh, so you may have already read it do 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 um, if an NHL team wanted him they would have offer sheeted him already because he's the perfect offer sheet candidate I've said that on the show as well because um, the Rangers can't match and you're not giving up uh, you're not giving up a lot for him you're just it's the perfect it's the perfect crime. So, you know, I would just say that I would expect him to get moved if he does get moved for a guy like Honka, who also wants out uh, in a player-for-player player deal. Otherwise, I think he's going to sign eventually. I think his agent's going to sell him. for another stalemate. Yeah, you got to. You gotta. Yeah, I, I, like, when we were asked about this question during the show, I would say, I, I think I said at the time, I'd be disappointed if, like, you weren't at least getting a second-round pick back. But I feel mm-hmm. like that's that's the reality is what you're talking about that he probably doesn't have enough credit to for teams to say yeah yeah we'll take him on when you know on top of some of the off the ice stuff that he carries with him there's now this contract dispute which kind of speaks volumes doesn't it because he's a 23 year old point per other game defenseman who has not even gotten like we've he has not become anywhere near a confident hockey player yet and he's still not worth it because of the off-the-ice issues. Which, to be fair, and I wrote about this too, like, we really haven't had those issues come to light um, since, I'm going to say, 
really his final benching where David Quinn was like, you know, you have a few more weeks to figure out what kind of a player Tony D'Angelo is, which granted, yeah, he, I understand. He really challenged him and he called him out. And I feel like D'Angelo had a positive reaction to that. I do think there are aspects of his game. Like he is the guy who's always going to, to chirp and to, you know, to put his gloves in someone's face after the whistle. Like you're well, not going to be able to, you're not going to be able to get that out of Tony D'Angelo, but you do want him to screw his head on straight uh, probably stay off social media and to It'd probably be you know, for everyone's benefit just stick to talking hockey um, even though athletes should be allowed to talk about whatever they want I feel like there are some guys who kind of have a habit of just throwing rocks at, at beehives and D'Angelo is one of those guys he has the gift for just putting his you know foot in his mouth so I you know Joe I feel like it, it's more likely that the holdout happens and you know he just practices you know informally somewhere or maybe i i wouldn't consider it like an unlikely scenario that things get stale and he plays hockey in europe for the season or something well michael let's let's parlay this you ready for parlay yeah parlay. josh zarkin wants to know a very important question um at this point by the time ada signs i feel like his chances of getting a top d spot are going to be slim just based on the lack of practice time what are your thoughts so this is interesting too and it definitely depends on how long he's out because missing preseason honestly for him doesn't mean much of anything because there's not a ton of talent around him but that's also kind of the point like there's not a ton of talent on the rangers blue line right now like without d'angelo i think lieber hayek is the happiest man in the room because he might get a spot out of it but i think brendan smith's pretty happy too I, but so who's your you have brendan smith you have mark stall you have brady shea adam fox you have jacob truba who am i missing no uh, adam you said adam fox so it's Lieber hayek He's it's hayek the, d'angelo joe morrow who are fighting for that final spot it's d'angelo He's not going to impact Smith. If Smith doesn't make the team, it's a monetary issue. There's also um, Igor Rikov who's there with, you know, like he's still in camp. I, I'm sure he's going to stick around for a while. They're going to want to get a good long look at him, especially because I think he looks pretty solid in Traverse City. But, uh, and, you know, he has the he has the experience of playing, you know, a full K, full seasons in the KHL, last season playing top pair in the KHL. So there is, you know, there's Igor and there's also Tarmo Roinen. So... There's a little bit more there, maybe, than we might think, but I don't think the Rangers are going to want to say, you know, yeah, 21-year-old Tarmaroinen or 21-year-old, you know, Libor Hayek as the guy we want in there. They'd much prefer D'Angelo, who has the NHL experience, and I'm sure that's what D'Angelo's camp thinks and is kind of gambling on, but I do agree with the, the, you know, the general idea that he's risking... At, at least ice time, if not, you know, a guaranteed spot in the roster. Like, you know, before this contract impasse happened, he was just penciled in, right? Even after the Truba deal, even after Shattenkirk uh, buyout, it was just like, oh, yeah, Tony Danjo is going to be there. Just on one of the two power play units and, you know, playing on the third on the third pair on the right side or probably in the second pair on the right side. Yeah, the Rangers uh, definitely don't need him as much as... Also, right now, I don't know about you, but I'm not sure I felt convinced of this before the season but i'm fine with adam fox second pair right side. oh thousand percent i was fine with it before Uh, well i'm i'm definitely fine um stink fleeman now that say slash av era is in our rearview mirror 
oh, now that the Sather slash AV era, um, who do you think is going to have the biggest positive impact moving forward? Davidson, Gordon, or Quinn? I mean, the reality is it it almost has to be Davidson just because he touches so many things. Um, and really anything that Quinn or Gordon does has to flow through him anyway. Yeah. But I think they're all going to be important in their own way because if one line of that trio that you named is not doing their job, Quinn's day-to-day is the most important. Gordon obviously has the ability to kind of mold the team the way that he wants. John Davidson has the ability to kind of modernize the organization, which is what he's been tasked with. So, well, What um, do people talk about? People will talk about coaches long before they talk about general managers or owners. Like... When we think about celebrities in front offices in terms of hockey operations, like there are general managers who become well known and you know become memes in the hockey world, but I feel like coaches first and foremost are those guys. Like when the Rangers struggled as long as they did, you know it was Tortorella on the hot seat. It wasn't Sather on the. Well, hot he seat. wanted to be on the hot. Well, Sather and Sather in a normal circumstance, Sather would have been on the hot seat. Yeah, but you know he had you know. His relationship with Dolan essentially coated him in asbestos. He didn't feel the heat. So well, I think looking, asbestos still gets hot. Yeah, but I think it's uh, it's fire retardant it's a, for yeah, sure. It's, it's a flame but retardant. it's also a carcinogen. Um, but well, I didn't want to bring that up, Joe. Well, you brought up asbestos, Michael. We need to warn the people. If you live in a house that was built before 1962, I believe it's probably got asbestos in it. So figure that shit out. The more you know. Um, and lead paint just completely derailed me. You, sour, you sorry son of a bitch. You were talking um, about Sather and just heating him up. Yeah, yeah. I, okay, so I feel like the the answer to this question is likely Quinn because he's going to end up getting, you know, credit. And I also think he's a pretty good coach for a, a young group like this. Like, this is the reason the Rangers brought David Quinn in. I feel like if the team really, really turns things around um, and becomes a true contender for a long time, I feel like Gorton will get some credit but i feel like the credit might go to jd first before gorton which is interesting because obviously he got here after the fact um but you know i feel like gorton has already had i would say like i don't know like a 60 40 record in terms of his uh in terms of his trades and contracts thus far um maybe that's a little too too harsh but they, you know, they all affect – it's it's hard to just pick because they all affect the game in different ways. JD definitely has the least, like – I feel like I'm just saying Quinn is the one the most likely to end up on, on post. I would, well, I would say Quinn could ruin your day tomorrow. You know, Jeff Gordon can ruin your day tomorrow. Jan, John Davidson really can't ruin your day tomorrow. Which one do you think is the, the guy who is attached to a fire blank chant at the Garden first? I think it's probably Gordon. Uh, I would uh, no. Well, I think it's Quinn. I would only say it's Quinn because this fan base just gets so ravenous, and coaches have a shorter. But I mean, AV like AV didn't even get that many fired AV chants, and he should have gotten them for years. So he had a tough name to chant, though. What do I know? Fire AV. Like I don't remember any of that. I remember the fire torch stuff. Anyway, R. Temi Panarin. Hello to both of you. I have returned from my Twitter absence, ready for the insanity of another Rangers season. My question is not hockey-related. What is the superior filling for pierogies? My answer will always be the potato filling. Um, I have no strong opinion. I don't either. I've never... never, I do like pierogies. I've never been a huge pierogi guy. Give me meat. 
If the if the option is, there, I believe there's a cheese pierogi. pierogi I is there take. not a meat pierogi? I think there might be. Potatoes definitely the down home like classic. Well, I'm Irish, so I'm, I'm sure the expected. Well, this question was asked by Brett McGinnis, so. Well. You really don't have any I mean, pierogies. Must be Irish then. No, they're Polish. Well, central yeah, you're right. They are, pro- they are. They are. They are Polish. Dope. Um, they must be big in Ireland, though. A savory or sweet filling, Joe. I, I, it could be sweet. Could be savory or sweet. Potato, mm. sauerkraut, ground meat, cheese, and fruits. Give me ground meat. Done. Yeah, just it's European dumplings. That's all pierogies are. Huh. Kind of racist. Um, Philip Ghost, or is it inclusive? Mm, I guess it's both. Racistly inclusive. Uh, Felipe Ghostine. Hello, guys. Do you think all of Kreider, Nemestikov, and Strom will be here on opening night? If yes, do you think they will resign them or trade them by the deadline? Even if, let's say, the Rangers have a comfortable playoff spot by February. Um, They're all going to be here. If one of them gets moved, it'll be Vlad before opening day. and Yeah, they'll all be here opening day. I would say all three are gone by the deadline. Um if the Rangers are in a comfortable playoff spot by February, I still think they would be because like the Rangers know Kreider isn't a long term option, or they at least think he's not, or else this would be taken care of by now. Yeah. So, you know, there's that insinuation. But Michael, we're coming up on our glorious twenty four minute mark. You know what that means, don't you? Yeah. We'll be right back. And we're back. I have a question for you. Shoot. So, let's say you're in a rush in the morning, Joe. Okay. And you've planned this out ahead. You say, I really need to eat in the morning, but I only have so much time. For instance, I brush my teeth in the shower. I save minutes every day doing it. Just just ahead of the curve. Okay. My question to you is, what food is best suited to be consumed in the shower? Hmm... This is a great question. I talked uh, to Shana about this. We had a long discussion today. It, and it has to be a breakfast food. doesn't have to be a breakfast food. Um, but the fun part of this is there are foods that immediately get ruled out. For instance, bread. Bread can't go in the shower. Yeah, I agree. My theory is that water-based foods, for instance, a popsicle. But that's not really a breakfast food. No. I didn't, that's why I said it didn't have to be beholden to that rule. Shana f- came up with just fruit, especially berries. Because like, the other thing is, like, let's say you bring in an apple. Like, you bob for an apple, Joe. Your head gets in the water. Yeah, even right? even pineapple. Like, that's all fine. That's but fine. You, you don't, you don't want to be left with just, like, the core of an apple in the shower. You want something you consume completely. Which is why, like, a berries would be good. Hmm. A handful of grapes, perhaps. If I had to eat a breakfast food in the shower... I'm going to throw a weird one at you. Hard-boiled egg? No, give me an egg sandwich on a wrap. On a, The wrap's going to get wet, buddy. Yeah, but it'll, the wrap will defend against the water. It will, A wrap won't it'll, get soggy. It'll the, defend it won't get water. soggy the way that a sandwich will. You have to eat it quickly because eventually it will, but you'll get a good couple of minutes of I'll it in take, the water. I'll take a handful of crispy bacon. Uh, crispy bacon would work, too. What's it going to do? Get wet? Still bacon? Not even... <laughs> A, Might even like get some of that grease off. It's a better bacon point. for you. Uh, Andrew McNitt, assuming D'Angelo signs at some point, what do you think the bottom four and seventh D look like? 
You think okay, Quinn so. would pair two rookies on the third pair? So I think it would be Shea Truba. That's your top pair. That's my top pair. I mean, do we guess? I w- if I had to make a guess, D'Angelo Smith. I would say D'Angelo Stahl. Uh, D'Angelo Stahl, Smith Fox, which is just a disaster. Yeah, Smith Fox, and then uh, and then whatever the hell they figure out for this. Joe Morrow, maybe. Yeah, or Joe Morrow, the veteran minimum, or some like, like some stupid like they that. They should have uh, given a PTO again to Clayson, but instead he's nope. The they elected not to again. because they're stupid. They're silly boys, silly silly poop. Um, what if you took the the drain in your shower, Joe, and you made it a, a, a food disposal, a garbage disposal? What does that mean? Well, that way you can bring in the apple core in the shower and just toss it down there. Just just disappears. But you could also just take the apple and just bring it with you to the you garbage. You do the same thing with like a, like a, like a chicken leg, turkey leg. It would also, if it was properly smoked and basted in juices, it would also fend against the water. Yeah, fend so, against the water. That's I agree with that. Um, Sammy Vogel Seidenberg. Joe and Mike, with this being the most exciting backup goalie battle in a long time, up until this point, who is your favorite backup goalie for the Rangers? Mine would be Healy or Talbot. I think Ronto would be my favorite. That's a great, great question. Kevin Weeks, I did enjoy me some Kevin Weeks. I loved Kevin Weeks was because he was a starter. He got hurt, and then Hank, and then Kevin Weeks was just like, I get it. He's pretty good. Um yeah, Weeks is up there for me. I really enjoyed Weeks. Um, Talbot has got to be my pick just because I loved his story. Uh, you know, coming from the uh, University of what was it? It was Alabama something. Alabama Huntsville, or yeah, it might be. We'll just call it Coastal Alabama, which is obviously not a school, but <laughs> Coastal Alabama. Um, it's not even geography <laughs> geographically correct, but it's fine. Um. Yeah. Now she has a second question, and it's a blasphemous question. I love Richter, and this may be blasphemy, but do you think if the Rangers kept Van Beesbrook over Victor, that they would have won another cup? Do you think if they kept Van? I don't think so. By the way, a little nugget of Alabama's against the coast. I thought it was. I just checked. Yeah, but there's no coastal Alabama. That's true. And the school is not on the coast. No, 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 no. I'm just saying. It's got it's got a beach. That's all I'm trying to say. Um, it's right next to the Florida Panhandle. Hmm. Um, yeah, Van Breesbrook's career was really goddamn good. Like, I, I wrote that piece uh, about Richter and his, uh, his legacy with USA Hockey. And if you look back at some of the goalie stats from, you know, the mid-90s, late, late 90s, early 2000s, you're like, Jesus Christ. These guys were just sieves. But I don't know. That's such a fun question. It's also absolutely 100% sacrilege. Um, you should be ashamed of yourself, Sammy. But it's a very fun and fair question. Van Breesbrook was so good for Florida. Uh, obviously, he was older. Um, so maybe, you know, it, it's so tough. If Richter, if Richter never got hurt, I think this would be a very different conversation. We wouldn't even be thinking about it. Because if Richter didn't have all those injuries... I think he would have just been the better goalie. Yeah, Richter was a superstar on a horrific team. Yeah, he really was. By the way, um, according to Google Maps, the University of Alabama Huntsville, which is where Talbot went, is almost bordering Tennessee. So as far from the coast as you could get in Alabama. Well, there you go. 
And Alabama has like the tiniest area near the water. That's what I'm saying. It has got a little nugget. Yeah, Florida doesn't need to be bumping into Alabama like that. That's bullshit, Florida. Yeah, Florida's get that panhandle out of here, son of a bitch. As hell, that should be Georgia and Alabama. Stupid. Um, Gabriel Vargas. Hey, Joe and Mike. Question for this week's podcast: With Kessler and Eves both on long-term injury reserve, do you see the Rangers making a deal with the Ducks to free up some cap space? Uh, this has been like a, a popular topic. Make a deal with the Ducks to free up cap space. But you remember that like it takes two to tango, and you're you're giving up ass. Like you don't. What do the Rangers need cap space for right now? They chose to buy out Kevin Shattenkirk. Right, right? they did this hear? already. Didn't you hear that? They did that. Are you are you being rude to our patron supporter Gabriel Vargas? No, I'm being saucy to you. Well, you but you're answering his question, so you see, you couldn't bring something sauced into the shower. The sauce would get washed away. A soup was a possibility, but soup would immediately water itself down. So, mm, a coconut. I hate coconuts. I, I'm not big on coconuts either. Ugh, just a disgusting. Aesthetically, flavor. I enjoy them greatly. They're adorable. <sighs> just a gross, gross flavor. Yeah, the Rangers don't have like to free up cap space. The best thing about all the you know, like I understand why people are nervous. Unless the Rangers can find like can tell Anaheim, like, you want to take Mark Stahl? But even then, in two years, we're going to be out of our misery with that contract. A lot of these problems, like, the Rangers have Vlad and Kreider both coming off the books at the end of this year. That's 8.625. Then they have Strom, who will be an RFA. If he's dealt, that's another 3.1 million. So we're already already in the neighborhood of, you know, nearly 12, more like 11 million. Yeah, like, I... There's going to be cap space there. It's just a question of the Rangers won't be able to afford to just do what they did this offseason next offseason, like in terms of just throwing money around like they're Scrooge McDuck. They're going to have to wait a little while. More like Daffy Duck spending. Yeah, the Rangers, the the only thing that they're waiting on is D'Angelo, and they don't need money for him because they don't care. They're just going to ride that into the sun. They'll just say Joe Morrow gets the veteran minimum, and Joe Morrow will be happy to take it. Uh, tall guy Roberto, tall guy Robert. Greetings, okay. fellas. Thanks for doing what you do. You're welcome, Rob. You know what? Thank you, Rob. You're with nice train, it's hard to be with Mike all the time. With training camp here and D'Angelo still unsigned, are we possibly looking at Brendan Smith on the roster to start the season? So I kind of referenced this before. I think you're looking at Smith on the roster, regardless. I think you are too. Um, God, you just copy me all the time. I don't think any of us saw this coming. But that's where we are right now. I think in the in everybody's signed, everybody's healthy world, Smith rotates in and out as the sixth, seventh D. Um, in the world we are right now, there are no rules or laws, uh, so we don't know what's going to happen with D'Angelo, and that means it's very likely that Smith will be here, which is fascinating because of the way he was used last season, and when you consider what the Rangers' blue line was last season and the troubles that. Smith had cracking that blue line, and now he's kind of like de facto into this one just because of where we are. Very interesting to say the least, but um, I, I'm still, I don't think Smith will ever be able to be quote unquote worth his cap hit at this point. I still think he, there's an NHL level defenseman to salvage there. It's just not the guy we hoped we'd get when he played with Brady Shea, and he looked so good, and then we gave him the contract that we gave. Michael, the 
those are dark days. Uh, yeah, I, I have a funny dark feeling dark Smith is going to make the team regardless because I, I, unless you're you're just saying, you know what, throw caution to the wind and Lieber Hayek. Both sides, you know, he is versatile that way. He's already, you know, he's already had to swallow his pride. So if he has to sit a bunch of games, it's not going to be an issue. Like I think Brendan Smith is at the point of his career where he's just, I just want to prove I belong, especially on this team. I'm sure he's, you know, resigned himself to the fact that he, he's up against, you know, an impossible task to prove he's worth the 4.35 million cap hit. But he wants to prove he belongs here, and that means he's going to be a good soldier. He's going to do what he can. He's going to say all the right things, do all the right things around the kids, and for all those reasons and more, especially the reason of necessity, he's going to be there. You just think you're better than everybody else, don't you? No, I don't. Final question, and it's a two-part question. You carried the team at beer pong. That was bad. Oh, I mean, I was also bad, so we were bad together. I was drinking for two, though. Ma- you were drinking for two. Manny from South Carolina. It's actually from SC, so I'm going to assume it's South Carolina. Manny, tell us where you're from. I need your actual address. Uh, hey, guys. Appreciate all the hard work you two do. Question oh, one. Thank you, Manny. In the light of Demowski? Demowski? Yeah, Traverse City kid. How do, yeah, how do you say his name, though? I couldn't tell you. Well, those are my attempts. Having such a good box car, having such good box car stats at Traverse, what do you think his ceiling is, and has his stock risen? I'm going to be completely honest with you, Manny. I didn't even know that guy existed until I read this question. <laughs> He's, I don't know, when, when Traverse City started, he, he started off like going a little bit. It's like, oh, okay, who's this guy? What what do we think his ceiling is? That's such a like he was he's UMass Lowell Joe. So in the past two seasons, it, as a junior, he had eleven goals, eleven assists in thirty five games, and as a senior, he had uh, fourteen goals, nine assists in thirty seven games. So not like not a guy who like obviously tore it up in terms of his production in the NCAA. And last season, he had four points in ten games with Hartford. I don't see why he can't become a an AHL level scorer, uh, and that's and like that's not saying a lot, but that's kind of what I think is the most reasonable ceiling for for him. He did definitely like demand my attention watching Traverse City. I mean, he just like you said, the box car stats alone. I think he ended the tournament with I want to say four goals. Um, Might have been three, but I want to say four because I think he potted. Another one or two in that final game where everyone else sat out, uh, and and Carl Henriksen had such a great game. He picked up Henriksen, I think, had two or three assists in that game, and I'm pretty sure Damaski had at least one goal there. So um, I would say you know that's his ceiling right now. You never know if it's more, but he is 22. Like there's not a lot of secrets in terms of what this guy can become. Look at you just thinking you know everything. Here's the second part of the question. Um, question two. My wife and I are flying up for a game at MSG this year, and we loved craft breweries. What is one that is within walking distance or a short train ride away that you would recommend we go to before the game? Manny, this is another question that you've stumped me on. I like some Brooklyn uh, Brooklyn lager stuff. Yeah, but I think you can get a Brooklyn lager anyway. Here's what I'll tell you because you I can. don't know. They're everywhere. I don't know of any craft breweries that you can go to. Breweries that you can go to. Where's Bob? Bob Cowell would know the answer to this. Yeah, Bob Cowell would. Bob? Yeah, he's not answering. 
Um, I will tell you that there's an Italian restaurant on 28th and 8th Avenue called Barracinos that makes their own sausage every day in-house. So it's a great little Italian spot and uh, spots of the show, Barracinos. Filthy, disgusting street shawarma. I do enjoy street street shawarma, but this is a good, this place is a good place. Yeah, Brooklyn Brewery. Like, if you were to go to a Ranger game in the next couple of weeks with a special lady, this is a place that you should go to beforehand. A special lady. Or a special guy. It's 2019. I don't know. Or a special... Special gentleman. Or, yeah, sure. Special anybody, really. Special crocodile. Maybe... You're dating the, a bird. The truth is, if you if you spend some time in Brooklyn, you're gonna have a hard time not finding some fun craft beers. Brooklyn is just that sort of place. It's. I was recently walking around Brooklyn, and like I walked past a board game store, uh, like a small, super small craft brewery. I was tempted to go into, but I was at a job interview, and you know, like a place that just sold cheeses. And I was just like, there's just board game cheese beer, and this was all like next to a fire hydrant that had a bunch of street art all around it. Brooklyn is just a place that is very hard to describe unless you walk around there. So go to Brooklyn for an afternoon and I'm sure you're going to find some good selections. Well, there you go. Thank you all for listening. Thank you all for coming who came to the uh, came to the live show. Thank you all who answered questions or who asked questions. Um, I hope you enjoy your stickers. Those who uh, yeah, thank everybody who asked the question at the event got a sticker. Some people just got stickers because we wanted to give them out. And um, were those say the guys, Joe? What can we say? We are generous beyond words. And you told me to put stuff on your card. I didn't do it. I put it on my own card. Yeah, I, I saw that at the end of the day. You son of a bitch. I did uh, slide my hand inside your shirt that when we posted. You for did. A picture. Mike was Mike was eating French fries and, and chicken fingers like a monster. <laughs> Just shoving those chicken fingers down his gullet. I do love a honey mustard in the chicken. Ooh, I love honey mustard. I wasn't a big honey mustard guy growing up. Gotta tell you. But you're there now. All about that shit. Put it in my veins. Good for you. Swap out the blood. Good for you. Well, thank you all for listening. The Rangers win their first preseason game. Yes. There you have it. They're going to crush Winnipeg and they get smoked the next, like, three games. Well, that's the first game of the season. I was talking the preseason. I know. I'm just telling you what's going to happen. Because this show goes up on... Wednesday, 9-18. Yeah, it'll be the Devils. That's do the way calendars see, work, folks. Do we see Cap- You see the Devils are splitting their squad and they're playing two games tonight? Bunch of rascals. It's insane. I've never heard of such a thing. Oh, Brock Besser just signed. What? Uh, Vancouver Canucks, Brock Besser. So. Oh, well then. I thought you meant with the Rangers. So, uh, And check out my new, my new Twitter avatar. Yeah, I like, like that I'm little, just in the corner of it. Little photo of me looking at Greg say something insane and Mike incredulously thinking about whatever insanity Greg is saying. So I literally made that my uh, the banner of my Twitter profile for a minute before I found uh, a oil painting of Jeff Goldblum that I decided <laughs> to make my new uh, Twitter profile. What? So this photo that I used was your banner yeah, for photo? Like, for like five hours then it's I kind of unfortunate one. that you didn't keep it well i can always swap it back but oh. jeff goldblum's shirtless in jurassic park's hard to beat buddy so there you go uh like, thank you all for uh, listening like us five stars itunes subscribe do all that fun stuff leave a comment and uh go whales